G'day and thanks for listening to Ad Nauseam Podcast. I'm Kieran. And I'm Jimmy. This episode will be covering the Northern Sydney Hospital 2021.1 Short Answer Question Paper. Just as a quick recap, we'll read the stem and question with a brief pause to allow the listeners to answer. And remember, one mark equates to approximately 30 seconds. Let's crack on. Short Answer Question 1. An elderly gentleman self-presents with two weeks of increasing nausea and weakness and urinary frequency. His observations are a heart rate of 98, with a blood pressure of 105 on 80, afebrile, with a respirator of 22, and saturations of 100% on room air. The junior doctor brings you a venous blood gas. The pH is 7.1, PCO2 is 32, PO2 is 61, the bicarb is 16, sodium is 133, the potassium is 7.8, glucose is 5.3, lactate is 2.5, and creatinine is 682. Question 1 for 6 marks. What's your initial treatment, including doses? Answer format is a table with two columns, the first one being initial treatment, including route, and the second column being initial dose. Question two, list your initial ED investigations and provide a rationale for each for four marks. Again, this is a table, first column, ED investigation, second column, rationale. A bedside point of care ultrasound is performed by an accredited colleague with the relevant images shown below. We've got a left kidney longitudinal view, which is normal, a right kidney longitudinal view, which is indicative of hydronephrosis. We then have a bladder scan, which is showing a ureteric jet coming from the left side. Question three, what's your interpretation? Two marks. Question four, what are your next management steps for three marks? Short answer question two. A 56-year-old veterinary nurse presents to your ED 16 hours after being bitten by a cat. She is otherwise well and has no past medical history and takes no regular medications. She is afebrile with normal vitals. There's a photo provided. The first question is describe the findings in the photo above three marks and we'll obviously give you the answer. There's a right... uh, palmer forearm in the photo there's two puncture wounds there's some surrounding erythema that extends beyond the drawn margin with a pen there's pus evident at both the puncture marks and there's evidence of prior lacerations and scar tissue question two name the three most likely causative agents for this infection three marks Question three, describe the clinical or other features that would suggest the need for admission for IV antibiotics and detail the reasoning for each for eight marks. This is a table. First column is clinical finding. Second column is reason. Question four, the patient describes lip swelling and wheeze on taking augmentin tablets two years ago and was told she was allergic to penicillin. What initial antibiotic therapy would you commence for this patient? Four marks. Short answer question three. 
A 13-year-old female is brought in by her concerned mum with significant weight loss and altered behaviour over the past two to three months. Her observations are as follows, a heart rate of 35 beats per minute, a respirator of 16, saturations at 98% with a temperature of 34.5, a BSL of 4.8 millimole with a weight of 30 kilograms with a height of 150 centimetres, a BMI of 13. Question 1, three, three marks. What features in the assessment of this patient would assist in making a risk assessment for this patient? Question two, what other medical issues may she be experiencing for four marks? Question three, what initial investigations would you order in this patient and why for four marks? Question four, what would your management plan be and what would you want to avoid for four marks? Short answer, question four. A two-year-old girl is brought in by her parents with a fever, diarrhea and vomiting. She has no other symptoms and no past medical history. She has been in your department for three hours and has passed a trial of oral fluids. She appears well and your registrar would like to send her home. Question one, what criteria would you check before considering discharge for four marks? Prior to discharge, the child has a generalised tonic-clonic seizure and is transferred to the resuscitation room still seizing. Question two, outline your management of this child in sequential order, assuming the seizure does not respond to your treatments. Six marks. That question took a bit of a turn for the worst, didn't it? Question three, what criteria are required for this child to be diagnosed as a simple febrile convulsion for two marks? Short answer question five, at 8am on a Saturday morning, you receive an ED, a bat phone call, about a 19-month-old female run over by a four-wheel drive car in a driveway at low speed. Her injuries, she's got marks on her chest, abdomen and legs. She's drowsy with a head injury and a large boggy scalp contusion. Her signs are... A heart rate of 170, she's extremely pale, with a rest rate of 16, initially crying GCS 15, but became GCS 4, now moaning. Pupils equal and reacting to light, but the bleed pee was not taken. Question 1. Tachycardia alone, in the absence of hypotension, is an indicator of hemorrhagic shock in paediatrics. Explain the pathophysiological basis for this. Two marks. Provide a formula used to estimate systolic blood pressure in paediatric patients, a formula for estimating weight based on age, and a formula for this child's estimated blood volume for three marks. Question 3. List the typical indications for activating a paediatric massive transfusion protocol. Two marks. Question four. The patient arrives and requires large amounts of blood products. List three hematological parameters you would monitor and the target values you would be aiming for for three marks. Question five. Comment on the role of transamic acid and permissive hypotension in this patient for four marks. Question six. What does... BAT stand for in BAT phone call. Robin. As in Batman Robin.
Well, I thought it was busy, annoying telephone. <laughs> Short answer question six. A 40-year-old man presents GCS3, intubated and ventilated after collapsing with chest pain after a long flight. He has a heart rate of 100 and blood pressure of 89 on 50. You suspect a pulmonary embolus or PE. Question one. List six findings you would look for on an ultrasound or an echo to support the diagnosis for six marks. Question two. List the features of the patient's presentation that are indications for thrombolysis for three marks. Question three. Thrombolysis may also be considered in patients with submassive PE in some circumstances. List the possible indications for four marks. Question four. What thrombolytic and what dose would you give to this patient for two marks? Short answer question seven. You were asked by a registrar to review a venous blood gas of a 75-year-old male with acute confusion, fever and respiratory distress. He has known COPD and has been reported on previous admissions to be a retainer of CO2. Interpret the blood gas for the registrar for marks. Shouldn't they be... Interpreting it? It's a bit odd, isn't it? The pH is 7.21. The PCO2 is 70. The PO2 is 75. The hemoglobin is 140. Oxygen is 95. The base excess is zero. And the bicarb is 27. And when you say oxygen, you mean sats are 95. Question two. The same registrar or resident speaks with you during a non-clinical shift. They tell you during a recent anaesthetic term they had a young, healthy male patient immediately post-open cholecystectomy that had a very similar venous gas. Interpret the above gas as if it had been taken from that young patient, a young, healthy man post-cholecystectomy for four marks. Question three, the registrar is confused. They're very two different patients. How could they have the same venous blood gas results? They ask how this can occur. How would you answer this question for four marks? Short answer, question eight. A 73-year-old lady is brought into your emergency department from her nursing home with a fever and increased confusion. She has a background of dementia, hypertension and type 2 diabetes mellitus. Upon arrival to your ED, her OBS are as follows. A temp of 39.5, heart rate of 120 and a sinus tachycardia, blood pressure of 120, uh, sorry, blood pressure of 100 on 80, respirate of 20, sats of 98 on room air, GCS of 13 to 14, confused and eyes closed but easily rousable. Upon examination, she has tenderness in the lower quadrants of her abdomen and a large area of redness and swelling around her right inguinal region and groin. Question 1. What clinical features would suggest a necrotizing skin and soft tissue infection for five marks? Question 2. A CT was done, then the coronal view was shown. Describe the CT findings for three marks. While we can see IV contrast, there is free gas within the right side of the groin, there's a hernia on the left side, 
but there's no free gas within the abdomen. Question three, what would be your immediate priorities for the management of this patient for six marks? Short answer question nine. A 25-year-old woman has been kicked in the face by a horse and been brought to your rural-based hospital by ambulance. Ouch. Yeah, that's not good. She's unconscious, has extensive facial injuries and partial airway obstruction. Also not good. Her vital signs are 140 with a systolic blood pressure of 80, a GCS of 3 and a SATs of 85. Again, not good. This is the ocean factor, isn't it? An attempted laryngoscopy, the view is obscured by anatomical derangement, a massive tongue swelling, blood debris, and she cannot be orotracheally intubated. I take it back. This is the ocean factor. Yes. Yeah, you're in trouble. Question one. Briefly discuss the advantages and disadvantages of cannula cricothyroidotomy versus surgical, so scalpel, bougie, finger tube, cricothyroidotomy for four marks. Question two. A 14-gauge lure lock cannula has been successfully sighted through the cricothyroid membrane and connected via a three-way tap to wall oxygen. Describe how you would oxidate Oxygenate the patient using that system for four marks. Question three. List six complications of percutaneous transtracheal ventilation for six marks. Short answer, question 10. A 24-year-old man is brought to ED 30 minutes after being stung by a bee. Question 1. Provide the standard definition for anaphylaxis for four marks. Question 2. Regarding biphasic anaphylactic reactions, complete the following for four marks. The estimated incidence of biphasic reactions the time of onset of recurrent symptoms, the role of antihistamines in preventing biphasic anaphylaxis, and the role of glucocorticoids in preventing biphasic anaphylaxis. Question three. In what circumstances should a patient have prolonged observation following successful treatment of an anaphylactic reaction for three marks? Question four. Complete the following table identifying the pharmacodynamic actions of adrenaline in the treatment of anaphylaxis for six marks. This is a table format with two columns. Receptor, first column. Second column, beneficial pharmacodynamic effects. The next three rows, alpha-1 receptors, beta-1 receptors, beta-2 receptors. Short answer question 11, you are the consultant in charge at a tertiary ED. Your resident presents a case to you that needs help. She is looking after a 48-year-old male patient with a background of schizophrenia who has been sent from a nearby psychiatric hospital. He is on multiple antipsychotics with recent escalating doses. His temperature is 38.8 and you suspect the patient may have neuroleptic malignant syndrome based on the resident's description of his examination. Question one, list the five clinical features of NMS other than fever for five marks. 
Question two, list four important alternative diagnoses you would aim to rule out during your assessment before confirming the diagnosis of NMS for four marks. Question three, list three investigations you'd perform on this patient, providing a justification for each six marks. Question four, list three complications of NMS for three marks. Short answer, question 12. A middle-aged homeless man who is found on a park bench looking unwell is brought into ED by ambulance. He denies past medical history or any regular medications. Several staff recognise the man as a frequent presenter due to heavy alcohol use. Staff report... He smells offensive, like excessive alcohol use. However, he insists that he's not had any alcohol for at least a day because he's been unwell and vomiting. The patient is also complaining of abdominal pain. He's generally tender, but not peritonitic on exam. He looks dehydrated. His observations and venous blood gas are as follows. His pulse is 110, respirate of 45, afebrile, normal glucose, ketones read 10. Blood gas pH of 7.40, CO2 of 38, O2 of 80, potassium of 3.2, sodium of 134, chloride of 88, glucose of 5.8, lactate of 2.5, creatinine of 118, and bicarb of 20. Question 1. Interpret the VBG for 6 marks. Question two, what is the most likely diagnosis and what are your differential diagnosis for two marks? Question three, describe your management plan for four marks. Short answer question 13, a 54-year-old man was a driver in a motor vehicle accident. He's been brought to your OD in an ambulance. He's pre-morbidly well and not on any medications. It's a moderate speed motor vehicle crash into a tree. He sustained a contusion to the forehead and anterior trist wall, query impact from the steering wheel, as well as swelling and deformity to the right knee. His vital signs are a heart rate of 120, blood pressure of 85 on 50, with a respirator of 18, sats of 98% on a Hudson at 6 litres per minute, with a GCS of 15. Question 1. List the five causes of hypotension in trauma other than hemorrhagic shock from blood loss. Five marks. Blood loss, blood loss, blood loss, blood loss, blood loss. <laughs> Question two. With regard to blunt cardiac injury, complete the table identifying three specific structures or types of injury or abnormality that occur and the features that would potentially be found for each for six marks. This is a table, first column type of cardiac injury, Second column, features. Question three. Outline the controversies regarding the use of tripodin assays in screening for blunt cardiac injury for four marks. Short answer, question 14. A frail 86-year-old man is brought to ED by ambulance after a syncopal episode. He describes chest pain and feeling lightheaded. His vital signs are a heart rate of 35, 
blood pressure of 85 on 45, SATs of 100 on 10 litres via Hudson mask, breast rate of 20, GCS of 15. His initial ECG is attached and will, of course, explain the answer for question one, which is list three abnormalities on the ECG for three marks. The three points required were inferior STEMI, 2 to 3 millimetres of ST elevation in 2, 3 and AVF, with ST elevation being greater in 3, lead 3 that is, than lead 2. Point 2 there is reciprocal ST depression in lead 2, um, AVL and V2. That what? Does, that doesn't make any sense. How is it reciprocal... There's ST elevation in V2, so it can't be... No, it's reciprocal uh, V2. V2, yeah. V2, AVL, V2, AVL. and lead one. It's one, not two. Yeah, one, two, and AVL. So I thought we'd leave that blooper in. Uh, so point two there, reciprocal ST depression in lead one, AVL, and V2. And the third point is complete heart block. Question two, list three management options for his bradycardia and one advantage and disadvantage of each. Nine marks. Table format, three columns. First one, management option. Second column, advantage. Third column, disadvantage. Question three, older persons are at increased risk of several complications as a result of admission to hospital. List three of these complications and one patient-specific intervention which may reduce the risk of each for six marks. This is a table. Again, first column, complication. Second column, intervention to reduce risk. Short answer question 15. A morbidly obese 39-year-old lady is brought in by ambulance with decreased GCS and hypotension. She was found by friends at the bottom of a stairwell and has been reportedly using multiple illicit drugs and alcohol throughout the course of the evening. She requires intubation. Question 1. What factors would make you predict a difficult intubation in this patient for four marks? Question 2. Ramping the head elevation during laryngoscopy and not waiting a million years in an ambulance trolley uh, in the emergency department <laughs> is widely used in the intubation of obese patients. What benefits are achieved by ramping for three marks? Complete the following table with pros and cons for laryngoscopy blade types for intubation in this patient, eight marks. Table format with three columns, with intubation method, pro and con. In the intubation column, consider CMAC or equivalent video laryngoscope, the D hyperangulated blade, the direct laryngoscopy, or the McCoy blade, which is the adjustable hinge blade tip. Short answer question 16. A 37-year-old male uh, who's heavily intoxicated is brought into your rural ED at 3am by friends after being punched in the face. He has significant bruising and swelling to his right eye with significant subconjunctival hemorrhage. You have no ophthalmology support at your hospital. Question 1. What would be the indications for performing a lateral canthotomy in this patient? Four marks.
Question two. What would be the main contraindication for one mark? Question three. Describe the steps you would undertake to perform a lateral canthotomy in this patient for seven marks. Short answer question 17. A pleasantly demented 92-year-old male presents to the ED with his wife after a fall. He has a laceration on his chin with swelling and tenderness. He has a small amount of blood in his mouth but has stable hemodynamics. His medications are aspirin for atrial fibrillation, herbisarsin for hypertension and Panadol osteo for osteoarthritis for the knees. You do a CT brain, C-spine and facial bones. Describe the major abnormalities of the CT below for four marks. So we can see a comminuted fracture of the right body of the mandible with sockets of teeth affected 43, 44 and 45 with considerable displacement. Good luck in remembering the international tooth numbering system. <laughs> the oblique fracture of the left ramus of the mandible at the base of the condylar process extending to the upper portion of the coronoid process with minor communication. What does it say? Minor what? Comminution, not communication. And separation. While awaiting formal CT result of your patient, they become non-compliant with the spinal precautions that you've instigated. Question two, what are your options to manage this situation for three marks? His CT report shows a small subarachnoid hemorrhage and combined with his other injuries, he will be required to be transferred to another hospital. You decide to intubate him for transfer. Question three, identify features of this presentation that would predict a difficulty intubation for five marks. Okay, last question, short answer question 18. A 45-year-old man presents two weeks after a trip to Papua New Guinea. He has malaise, myalgias, and a temp of 39.5. He reports that he did not take malaria prophylaxis during this trip. Question one, List four species of plasmodia which cause malaria for four marks. Question two. List the complications of falciparum, malaria, in each of the following system categories. Six marks. Is it falciparum, falciparum? Falciparum. 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 Consider, remember, the renal, heme and metabolic complications. Question three, list two specific blood tests for diagnosing malaria for two marks. Question four, you decide your patient has complicated plasmodium. Falciparum. Malaria. List two IV treatment options for two marks. So in summary, the main themes for each question were, question one, hyperkalemia, renal stones, and the use of ultrasound. Question two, cellulitis and animal bites. Question three, anorexia nervosa with suicidal risk. Question four, gastroenteritis and pediatrics and febrile convulsions. Question five, pediatric cardiac physiology and the pediatric massive transfusion protocol. Question six, looked at pulmonary embolism and the use of POCUS. Question seven, looked at respiratory acidosis, both acute and chronic. Question eight, necrotizing fasciitis. Question nine, surgical airway. 
Question 10 was anaphylaxis. Question 11 was hypothermia and neuro, uh, neuroleptic malignant syndrome. Question 12, alcoholic ketoacidosis. Question 13 was chest trauma. Question 14 was bradycardia, complete heart block. Question 15 was about difficult intubation. Question 16 was about eye injury and lateral canthotomy. Question 17 was about facial injuries and mandible fracture. And question 18 was about malaria. So that's the Northern Sydney 2021.1 SAQ paper. Thanks to all the consultants in that network who were involved in creating these questions for their trainees. Thanks also to Dr. Viet Tran for the Doctor's Writing website resource for the practice exams. Thanks for listening uh, and check out our website. We really hope it's been helpful. Catch you later. See ya.